This is John Jackson Miller, author of Star Wars novels and the Star Trek trilogy Prey, and you're listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. You know, it's funny that Aaron Sorkin, Joss, and the various S.H.I.E.L.D. writers both chose to cast me as a an agent of some kind with a, a dry wit and, and, a, and, a, and a diligent devotion to duty. <laughs> so the, the possibilities of this shared universe now are just opening up, and I think that they're, they're amazing. Oh, I'm no, just... please. I mean, there are people who are convinced that the schlubby ex-husband from the new adventures of old christine <laughs> is just deep cover you know there's really nothing i do that people don't really want to make part of their canon here are your hosts jamie green and justin connors sometimes it just gets cut off early right <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about a podcast sometimes you're just talking and then the PR that's right and a lot of the listeners aren't, don't know about that and you're talking and their PR guy comes in and he's like alright guys <laughs> eight minutes left no yeah and that's yeah not- usually we do get cut off sometimes if the PR person's on the line you gotta keep <laughs> keep to the schedule and that's okay and what we're obviously talking about is our interview today with Clark Gregg and yeah. Which, woohoo, I posted that we were going to interview him, and Jeff Bogle, one of the groups, goes, that's somebody I actually know. Oh, nice. <laughs> but Jeff Bogle is a very eclectic individual, so I don't, I don't fault him for not for not knowing a lot of the writers and whatnot that we have, because he's a, he's a knowledgeable guy in other areas, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Good. He may have he's just, just saying that now, because he might, he might be listening, he's, right? Yeah, he, he, actually, he probably was just saying it because... He's like, I actually know how he's probably just joking. Like, yeah, no. giving you a hard time. I love Jeff Bogle. Whatever. <laughs> Let's bring this back on track. Let's bring this back to Clark Gregg and Marvel and Shield. And for a second, um, did you see? You obviously saw the commercial Clark Gregg was in, and we don't like to get political, but the commercial that he was on on Facebook that went viral. I love that you call. I love that you call it a commercial. I know. Yes. that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> a PSA, I don't uh, know. What do you call it? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the 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 get out the vote thing that Joss mm-hmm. Whedon put together it was like, um, yeah, it was like all the Avengers basically saying right. you need to you need to vote. Yeah, and my <laughs> yeah, it was fa- good. My favorite part about it is the look on Mark Ruffalo's face when he's like, "What? what? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna be <laughs> naked? What?" <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Uh, it was. It, it was. It was. It was really cool to see when it came out, and uh, you know, I, I, I want to say politics aside, but you can't put politics aside no. because they were. It was very clearly not just you need to get out and vote. It was yeah. very clearly you need to get out and vote for the side that we all believe in. Exactly. Um, 
but not for and, the orange haired guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens to be the side that I and I hope most right thinking rational Americans also believe in. Um, but it uh, yeah, we don't we don't get political. But, you know, we did. We, we ended up asking him sort of we brought it back to that video kind of and we, we talked right. about that. Um, and I think he had, you know, we only it was only one question right at the very yep. end. And um, I think what he said was was pretty good. I mean, it was really on point. It was point. Right. And I have something interesting. I want to comment about that, but we're going to say, I'll, I'll save it till after, because I don't want to spoil what he said. <laughs> but nobody listens. Nobody listens to us. Okay. After. Well, we can, do you want me to comment on it? I'll be glad to. No, no, maybe no, somebody no will listen. Maybe some, maybe some of the people will out them. there. This will clickbait yeah. them to come next. Now they're going to, they're going to listen to the entire interview with Clark Gregg. Like, yeah. I wonder what Justin's going to say. They're not even going to listen to the interview. They're going to just skip back. And what is he going to say? That would be a shame. (laughs) If you skip ahead to find out what Justin's going to say, please come back and at least listen to the interview (laughs) because it's really good. And Clark, funny enough, Clark is his character, Coulson, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in notably the movies as well the different Avengers and whatever he was in, all all the Marvel ones. He was in Iron Man. I know this because I just did the post. Iron Man 1. Iron Man 2, Thor, and the Avengers. It, it was really amazing to me how a character who seemed like, and he even make, alludes to this in his conversation, he seemed like he was just kind of a you know an agent in the background. You know, he had a few lines, funny zingers. How he just became so loved by the audience. You know, and you look yeah. forward to seeing him in the coming movies. And even Sarah, like Sarah to this day, wants him back in the main feature movies. She loves this character so much. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with his his portrayal, you know, I mean, it right. was, he was just, I mean, in Iron Man, he was just like the secret service, black tie sunglasses mm-hmm. kind of guy. Um, but it was, he had a lot, like you're saying, he had those zingers and he had a lot of tongue in cheek, um, um, funny lines. And he just stood out as a, as immediate fan favorite. And, um, that, yeah. So he, and he just kept coming back, you right. know? So like the first few movies, there weren't a lot of, crossovers because they didn't have this whole universe yet they were still building it yeah and so like iron man and then thor and and, you know i mean by the avengers obviously they had built everything up but he was from from iron man to iron man 2 to thor like he was that one thread that was carried throughout and like he basically he was the one character that was holding all that together i mean sam jackson kind of came in and did it too but um i mean unless i'm misremembering this at least when Sam Jackson, his first appearance was in one of those post-credits scenes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was the original Iron Man. Yeah, when he shows so. up and says, "We need to talk about the Avengers initiative." So and he that's wasn't when, even and in that's the, movie. When the world flipped out. Like, there's oh going to be God, an yeah. Avengers movie. Yeah, Avengers. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess we have that character. We have Agent Coulson to thank for a, a cohesive a cinematic universe because he's right. the one who started it. And well, his well, character. And he, and my kids, and I'm sure your kids watched Netflix. Uh, shows and he's actually in the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man show that's on Netflix. Yep. As yep. Col- yep. Coulson comes to the high school and becomes the principal of the high school, because yeah. Peter Parker is involved in like a little a Shield. I don't know if you, I forget what show it is. I can't remember. It's one of the Spider-Man ones. Yeah, and they do that a lot. Disney is is generally pretty good about that. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't um, obviously, maybe not so obviously. Like the big name, the A-list actors, like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Like right. they don't reprise their roles, but uh, they do carry a lot of the same voices over. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if a care if an actor is portraying 
whatever character in an animated show. Right. If that same character shows up in a different series, they're going to try to get the same actor. Well, and, and it, it's definitely in him. A video and, game. I mean, it's de- if it's not him, it's a guy like one of the voice guys we interviewed that sure. can impersonate him. Sure, but they do they yeah. do try to get the same actors. And even with video games, if it's the same right. character, they're going to try to keep that continuity. Mm-hmm. And his voice is very recognizable when he answered He's, the phone. Yeah. I was like, Colson. <laughs> hi, hi, is this Jimmy Green? I can't even do his voice, but you know what? It's like the breathy. Yeah. His voice is awesome. I, yeah. yeah. I'm a fanboy. Obviously, we're fanboying out. Should we just let people listen to the interview? Yes, we probably should. Seven minutes later, they're like, people are like, what's up? I came here for Colson. (laughs) (laughs) Not for you guys. (laughs) So we are so excited. This is another great interview. We're so excited to bring it to you. Here you go. Enjoy. Let us know what you think. I wanted to start off by saying um, when the character of Agent Colson was first uh, introduced, you know, in the films and in the first season of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he was kind of like an, an audience surrogate. He didn't have superpowers. He had this, you know, he was fanboying for Captain America. And so when he became the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was sort of like we were becoming the director and we were getting all of this new newfound responsibility. And it was pretty exciting to see like this, quote unquote, everyman character step up. Um, and, but through the first three seasons, you know, as he stepped up and got more responsibility and now has a robotic, awesome hand, um, that's been that kind of distance the, the character distanced himself from the audience a little bit. And I'm just wondering now that he's an agent again, whether that's something that you're going to sort of keep in mind and try to reconnect with the audience. I mean, I guess I don't really agree with the premise of your question. Okay. Unfortunately, because I do think that he was given a job. Um, he was given the directorship, but, uh, you know, at a time when there was no shield, it was like a couple of deserted bases and very few resources and, you know, his team. And it really just, that's really always been his strength since the show started is his team. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I guess uh, I think the everyman thing is really the spirit of him, which is he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, very few of the enhanced individuals uh, that he ever goes up against are really that bothered by his robotic hand. That's just something that he gives him a, a tiny shot at defending himself against some of these people. Um, and uh, I guess that said, yeah. You know, I don't think he would have chosen to be the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was given that job because there was kind of no one else to do it, and S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't exist. And he did it to the best of his ability, uh, and I think really leaned on the things that were very everyman about him, which is just trusting the right people, Mm -hmm. giving the right people a chance to kind of step up. And... uh, and and I and I think he's, you know, he may not like turning the shield over shield over to somebody who's been chosen by or or seems to be run by the people uh, behind the Sokovia Accords, but he uh, he's he's a little bit relieved, I think, to be back in the role that's most comfortable for him, which yeah. is an agent of Shield. Yeah, I was going to ask. It sounds like you think that he's more comfortable just being in the field, not not in that position of ultimate authority. You know, you, 
there's a saying that I can't remember right now that it's like, you know, I, I, I will serve where I'm, where I'm summoned and yeah. do what's asked of me. Yeah. And when Nick Fury shows up with the mystery cube <laughs> and his giant destroyer gun and says, this is what I want you to do. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yes, what you do. You don't say no to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, making a an uh, making an ensemble cast work is is incredibly difficult. I know, but Agents of Shield has characters and actors coming and going all the time, or it seems like a, with relative frequency. Have you found that there's a good balance of characters or a good balance of 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 core members on the team? At this moment, you mean? Well, I mean, just, you know, from the beginning to now, because people have come, people have gone, it's been bigger, it's been smaller. I'm just wondering, you know, either in terms of, you know, as Agent Coulson and the team of of agents, or as Clark with a group of colleagues who are also actors, whether you think that there's an ideal size or, you know, or not. No, I think it's dictated by story. Yeah. And sometimes there are so many people that, you know, so that it's almost, it's hard to keep all the stories and the various kind of subplots in those stories to keep track of them. And, you know, when you have too many stories, almost none of them get to land as hard. Right. And, um, you know, and at the same time, I think when the show is at its biggest number, when we had you know, Ward floating around and all of Hydra and uh, Mockingbird and Hunter and all. There was a lot of exciting, different, diverse ideas behind it. And um, I don't know. We were thinking the other day about all the various, because we were, the actors, you know, we talk about all the various people who've come through, whether it's Powers Booth or Bill Paxton or the incredible Ruth Nega, mm. who was Reina. We just... You know, and Luke Mitchell yeah. and Brett Dalton. It just, you know, everybody comes in and they take part in this ensemble. It's really painful to lose them, whether sometimes they're mm-hmm. villains, but we just love the person and the actor so much. It's really hard to lose them. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's out of our control. Yeah. In a way where our life is very much like S.H.I.E.L.D. We, we can't control the losses or, you know, yeah. or the size of the cast. And you just try to really fulfill whatever the, the story it wants it from you at a given moment. And that said, I don't know. I try turn around this year and I, you know, there's a lot of people I really miss, but the way they're telling the story so far in this first couple of episodes and the team of people who are there, it's, just, it's, it's one of the best lineups we've ever had. Wow. That's great to hear. Because like you were saying, you, 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 you as an actor, it's you say it's painful to see some of these people go as an audience. It's even more painful sometimes to see some of these characters go, even if they're villains, they're just such great villains too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people who were really upset, none more than us about losing <laughs> Ward. And then, you know, Jed and Mo made a point to me, he goes, this guy has been the bad guy yeah. for since the end of the first season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Has been one of you know what I mean. He's been Hydra. He's been a lone wolf creating his own Hydra, and then he's been Hive. There's yeah. just it's time for a new, yeah, mm-hmm. a new villain and a new story. And then you know that that's the thing. The writers, their job is to tell the story, and 
I mean, nobody's safe. I don't even think Agent Coulson's safe. Wow. <laughs> so, so without spoiling anything, what are you most excited about for this season? Um, you know, I'll tell you what I was most nervous about was Ghost Rider. Yeah. In that we don't really get to see it until, you know, Mark Kolpak and his team, Chris Jeremy, those guys are working so hard to to make that work, you know, something that would be eight or 10 months on a feature they had three or four months to do and probably a lot less money. And, uh, and you've got a, an effect that just is really elusive and, you know, really didn't all the way come together in the two features that were done with Johnny Blaze. So we're all very nervous getting ready to watch this, the first episode and to see it kind of get pulled off in a way that so many people have been really enthusiastic about, mm-hmm. I think is a huge, uh, a huge vote of confidence for the show, for Mark Kolpak and really for Gabriel Luna for making that character feel real and grounded. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, the Inhumans play such a huge role in shield now. Um, and I'm just curious if the, assuming the Inhumans movie would ever get off the ground and they put you in charge of the story, what would you like to see done with it? Oh boy. Um, with the Inhumans, I don't know. It's just, I mean, the Inhumans, I got to imagine that the Inhumans movie would be kind of Black Bolt and Medusa. Yeah. And, you know, that original core group and... I don't know. I'd have to do a lot of thinking. There's really <laughs> tricky decisions they have to make about how to turn those core traditional comic books. You know, it's a, it's a bulldog with a triangle on his head <laughs> and uh, who, who transports himself. Um, I actually, I feel that in a lot of ways that the, the version of the Inhumans that's been created by Jed and Mo and Jeff Bell on our show works a lot better for the kind of the cinematic world of our, I should say the television world of our show, because it gives us the same dilemma that the Sokovia Accords represent without all the superheroes that we, you know, that isn't really our story. Yeah. I'm curious if you've been reading the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comic. I read a bunch of them. Um, I'm behind right now. Uh, I need to catch up. Do you think that the writers and artists are capturing your characters pretty faithfully? Oh, it's such a, I love it so much because, you know, there's Coulson and Deadpool and Lola with a rocket launcher. There's just all the people I don't get to cross over because of, you know, evil corporate barriers um, (laughs) I get to play with. I think Fitz and and May went on a date in one of them. There's all kinds of, there's all, it's it's kind of like the um, bizarro world of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it's the beauty of comics is that anything is possible. Yeah. So something I found interesting is recently you tweeted, uh, you replied to a fan that you didn't think Coulson would ever even get a first name when you first signed on to the character. So was there a point where you realized that this character was going to last and he was going to be around? No, I mean, <laughs> no. I, I, every time I thought they're going to, oh, they're going to give him a couple scenes in Iron Man too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was like, and then, uh, and then that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then, uh, you know, and then, then he was in Thor and I just thought, wow, that's cool. But I thought, you know, once they get the Avengers together, 
that's a lot of really famous superheroes <laughs> vying for screen time. I, I strongly doubt that Agent Coulson is going to show up there. Uh, now, I'd have to be so insane, more insane than I even am, to ever have imagined, you know, yeah, he's going to die and then he's going to be brought back to life <laughs> using inhuman technology and alien robotics. And then he's going to get his own show. <laughs> and an unbelievable cavalcade of actors and, and cool Marvel characters will show up from the absorbing man, you know, yeah. to the interesting characters that you might see coming this season. Ghost Rider just being the first. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, we're all the richer for it, for having, you know, the the unexpected long life that, that Coulson has had. We're all the richer for it. The storytelling has oh, been just phenomenal. Um, we, we got a few questions from listeners. We're just going to pop them in here interspersed. Um, we want to sure. know, is uh, your character from the West Wing, um, was that actually Phil Coulson before he joined S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or was he just was he just undercover? Um, let's say yes. Let's say, say yes. yes. Okay. Maybe so, the agent Mike Casper. Let's say agent Mike Casper was an FBI agent who was approached at a certain point, mm-hmm. maybe long before he went to the White House, by Nick Fury. Okay. So <laughs> I'm wondering though if there was always a Shield interest in the Bartlett White House. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, we have to assume yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's you know it's funny that Aaron Sorkin and you know um, Hawk and Osprey and Joss and the various Shield writers both chose to cast me as a an agent of some kind right. with a, a a dry wit and and a, and, a, and a diligent devotion to duty. <laughs> so the the possibilities of this shared universe now are just opening up and I think that they're they're amazing. I'm oh no, just... please. I mean there are people who are convinced that the Shlubiak husband from the new adventures of old Christine <laughs> is just deep cover. You know, there's really nothing I do that people don't really want to make part of their canon. That is deep, deep cover though. <laughs> yeah. Um, the deepest. The deepest. Uh, a question we have that I, I need to know the answer to is: Did you get to keep that outfit from Lip Sync Battle? That's a really incriminating question you asked. <laughs> are you are you pleading the fifth? Because because it also it it assumes that I didn't bring it from home. Oh my goodness! I uh, know <laughs> those they you know I have a feeling you'll be seeing that overdyed. <laughs> And turned into some very different drag outfit for some other poor poor sucker this year. Oh, that's amazing. Um, are you are you trying to get behind the camera again? Do more directing? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, it's, it's certainly something I love to do. It's just uh, the Agents of Shield schedule, the twenty two episodes of it all, really yeah. crunches my window pretty tight. There's something that uh, I that I wrote uh, that I wrote for a director, and then came into my own hands recently and um, uh, I'm trying to put that together to possibly make next summer. Nice. Switching gears then to finish up, uh, you just had a hand in Joss's uh, Save the Day campaign video. Um, I I was just curious, if you could say one thing to every U.S. voter before November, what would it be? Um, Wow. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow. If you don't vote in this election, I'm not really sure 
you understand what the point of being an American is all about. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, you hear a lot of doom and gloom that if you don't vote in this election, you might not get a chance to vote in another election. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's never been more important. And that video was, it hit all the right notes and it was just phenomenal. So bravo and kudos to you guys really? for putting it together. You'd be surprised how many people it made very angry. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But you know, the people that yeah. it needs to reach, I hope that it will ultimately reach them. Yeah, me too. Um, Clark, thank you so much for your time. This has just been an amazing conversation. Guys, thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for this week on the Great Pig Beautiful podcast. Fantastic interview. Fun. Got cut a little short, but that's okay. I'm happy to have well, fun. Well, we complain that it got cut a little bit short, but, uh, you know, we got what they promised us, so I can't really that's complain. No, I, I wish we could have had a lot more time with him, but, you know, we... It, well, I, what I've learned is that um, you we get what we get. You know, I'm not going to complain. No, if we I get hear you totally. Somebody, we're going to make the best ten minutes we possibly can. You know, we we got 15 with with Clark Gregg, and I'm sure he's got. I mean, the season four just started, so he's got an incredibly busy schedule. Um, right. I'm just happy we got what we got. My favorite though is being is what one time, and I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a really a person in a famous universe. That we offered, <laughs> and it was what would they say five minutes? I had gotten um, tentative time to talk to Billy D. Williams at a Comic Con, um, and you know, and these guys when when they when they show up at the cons, they generally right. do signing and they maybe do a panel or whatever. But you know, they're there to make the money that they make from cons is signing and right, taking pictures, yeah. so they're not going to spend time, you know, doing interviews if they don't need to. Um, but uh, so I, I yeah. I, was told that I had time to talk to Billy D. Williams. And I was like, awesome. All right. Well, you know, and as I do, I, you know, not to be pushy, I like to ask how much time do you think we'll have right. just so I can prepare yeah. so we can have an appropriate number of questions. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to over prepare or under prepare. And he said, oh, you probably have about five minutes. Well, <laughs> heck can I talk to him about, about five minutes? Even you know, I writing, mean, like, even if you were writing an article for Geek Dad on it and not the podcast, yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Man, that's no, not... five minutes for the podcast is almost. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's I almost it's almost useless for us as yeah. a, for the podcast, for audio. Five minutes, you could make an article out of it, but uh, I'd almost rather not because then it's like you're taking time. You feel rushed the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, and if you get a really good answer and they're like really into answering it, that means you get one question because think- they're going to take five minutes to answer. <laughs> Even if you had the five minutes, though, I think you could have turned it into an amazing podcast. Five minutes. <laughs> it would have been cool. <laughs> five minutes with Billy D. Williams. <laughs> That's what I'll work on. I'll try to do it again. Next time, right? Maybe that could be a yeah. series. Next time you go, sure. get five minutes with each person. Uh, I could like do that. Five minutes with somebody and that'll be like a bang, a series. I could Ooh, do that. ideas, ding! So, <laughs> so those of you that stuck around because I know or fast forwarded to this point because you wanted to hear what I my thoughts. Yes, I've I fa- been dying. I found <laughs> I've been dying. Well, there goes my mic. <laughs> I found it very interesting that he said a lot of people were mad about that. I wanted to ask him about that, but I did not think and, that it was appropriate I, or that we had time. Right, right, and I don't want to play speculation, but I do, and I feel like it was probably people in the Marvel Disney universe, maybe that didn't want their political opinions out. But I yeah. mean, that's just me speculating. I'm going to first, at first I thought he might've just meant, you know, randos on the internet, right. like the troll, right. you know, which is true. I'm sure they pissed a lot of people off. Oh, I'm not watching yeah, any Marvel exactly. movies anymore. But I, 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 you know, 
but then exactly what you just said like they never came out and said you know the avengers are with hillary but look at the people who were on that spot and it was a lot of people not everybody but it was a lot of people from the marvel movies and you've got joss whedon who directed two of them right and uh the two big ones and it's uh, people are obviously going to draw their own conclusions. And I think that's probably what he meant. He probably yeah. meant a lot of brass at Disney and Marvel. were not too happy with that. I bet. Well, and, and I mean, they didn't really do it. They didn't really do anything wrong because they're not representing Disney in that role. They just, their faces are the characters, right? Yeah. So that's not their fault. They have this political opinion. I can see, yeah. th- I can see them getting, I know how the PR world works. I can see that yep. being an issue. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I get you. <laughs> but that that was interesting that he said that. And he, he was kind of, he kind of said it like it, he thought that was funny. He was like, you know, he was just like, uh, people, a lot of people are happy about that. Like, <laughs> awesome, man. He rocked the boat. <laughs> Good yes, for I'm, him. Good for him. And yes, I'm Canadian. You heard that. I said rock the boat. About, rock the, rock, however you rock say the boot? It. Yes. Not rock the boot? I don't know how, I don't know how people perceive how we say that. So I'm going <laughs> to. You perceive how I say about any way you want. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you wanted to add, Jamie? We've been talking. No, I think we've time. I think we've blathered on long enough. That's cool. Well, now that we've had Colson, I think next you're gonna have to get Well, we've had May Ruffalo. and Colson. We're gonna have to get Ruffalo. Mark Mark Ruffalo. Oh. That's the next cat. All right, I'll, I'll work on Ruffalo. I thought you meant we had to work our way through the oh, shield no. we're, cast. We're, we're because... going we're going up. We're going to the oh, movies, oh, oh the okay. So All right. that's I'll get Ruffalo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. We can talk to him about his Oscar movie last year. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to his people. We'll get right. it. Set we'll up. get him. We'll get. We'll have him next week. <laughs> All right. Now I don't know about that. Yeah. Give me some time. Give me some time. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for coming by. We are at. The, I didn't even say that before. We are at the GBB podcast on Facebook, the GBB podcast on Twitter, and I'm Justin at 140 Justin C. I'm Jamie at the Robots, and we will see you next week, or not even next week. Oh my God. See you later and this we week. Will, we will see you on Thursday, Friday. I'm, I need huh. to go to bed. I need to go to bed. Justin needs a nap. <laughs> Take care, <laughs> everybody. Right. Have a good week. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.